Your business exists because you had the idea to start it. Everything begins in our minds. That's why your business results cannot outgrow your current level of thinking. Do you want to serve more clients, make more money, without working more or burning yourself out? Grow yourself first as a leader of your business, because that's who you are, a leader, even if you're the only person in your business right now. When you lead yourself first, the business results will always follow. My name is Maggie Perotkin. I'm an international business and leadership coach, an expert in business mindset, strategy, and high performance. I created the Diamond Effect podcast to help you elevate your thinking, expand your perspective, and through it, grow your business without overwhelm. So let's get started. Hello, hello, my dear listeners and business leaders. So this podcast episode is coming out on March 10th, which is just two days after International Women's Day. And let's just say it's still within International Women's Week and Month. So I wanted to do a different episode this time just to talk overall about women entrepreneurs and share some of my experience of International Women's Day back in the day, but also tell you about two fantastic women that are just the most important, one of the most important women in my life. There are many, but I want to mention two today. Um, So in preparation for this episode, I thought like, oh, it would be cool to look at some statistics about women in business, especially women business owners and entrepreneurs. And I found some um, things online. The statistics are from 2021, 2022, so relatively recent, recent. So there are 252 million women entrepreneurs in the world, which is kind of amazing. 252 million. Now, if we look at North America, 42% of overall business owners are women. So 42% of overall business owners in North America are women. And then 22.4 are small business owners. Now in Canada, overall women in business owners are are at 36.8%. So a little bit less, or actually 6% less not full 6% less than in US. So in Canada, we had in 2021, we had 36.8% of all business owners were women. Now, the pretty cool stat that I wanted to share with you that what I found was that in America, women start businesses every day. And guess how many businesses are started by women every day. 1,817. 1,817 businesses are started every single day in America, which is pretty amazing. Now, another fun fact is that there are actually four economies, so four countries in the world where total entrepreneurial activity rates are higher for women than men. 
So there's only four, which is kind of amazing. We have still a lot of work to do, right? As women, um, we've been underprivileged in many, many countries, but there's two countries where there's more women entrepreneurs than men. And those are Morocco, Kazakhstan, Spain, and Dominican Republic. Again, pretty amazing. I would have never thought about those countries. Now, the large majority of business women employ at least one person in their business other than themselves. So over, I think, 80% of women-owned businesses have at least one employee that is not the business owner herself. Now, there is 46% out of that actually have more employees, two to five employees, and another 19%, six to 10 people. So if you think about it, the majority of women business owners actually create jobs in their communities for others. As statistics from 2022, so from last year, almost 60%, so 59.2% of businesses owned by women are profitable. Now, profitability is a thing that it depends on the business. People play with it or businesses kind of manage that, but it's great to know. But I just want to say, don't think that 51% of businesses are struggling or are not profitable just because that can be managed according to the business owner's needs and so on. I'm sure there are out there some that are struggling and are truly not profitable because they're struggling, but there are some, I'm pretty sure, within those 41%, not 51, my math was wrong, 41% that are, you know, managed in that way on purpose. Okay, so then I wanted to say like, and it was an article, I couldn't find it, um, that I read a few years back, but even looking at me, why as women start businesses, and of course, always, there's always more than one reasons, and there are many, many reasons why, and some of them are very unique to us, but some of them are pretty common. I remember when I read that article a few years back, they were like, most of those reasons were also my reasons. So I just want to share what I remember. Um, then, of course, outside of the passion for what we do and wanting to make an impact, which is like an external reason, right? So most women business owners, they're super passionate about what they do. They want to make an impact in the world. And then they have some internal reasons why they start the business. So one of the major ones is of course, flexibility of time. Because we're caregivers, we have families, we have children, having that full flexibility that working in a corporate job or for somebody else in a nine to five and so on, and especially before COVID wasn't offering, right? That wasn't available. Having your own business was allowing or has been allowing a lot of mothers to balance the personal life with the professional life. Also, unlimited potential for growth in creating our own pay equality, right? I've had a lot of, as I was preparing for this episode, I've read a lot of different statistics like how women are underpaid, right? So for every, in corporate world, in nine to fives. So for every dollar that a, their male counterpart make, 
women make less. And that depends on the area that also depends on our race. So like, for example, you know, white women tend to make more and then black women or Latino women, but then Asian women take to make, tend to make more and then white women and so on. So there's also that, but like overall, as women, we do make less than our male counterparts in similar positions. So one of the big reasons that, you know, one of my reasons and I that I hear when I talk to my clients is to create our own opportunities, our own possibilities of being fairly compensated. And what I believe, and many business owners share that opinion, is that with our business, we have no limits. We have no limits at how far we can go, how much income we can bring into one. Whereas very interesting thing that I read was that on average, a corporate businesswoman will peak at their salary at the age of 44, which is what I am right now. No, I will be. Sorry, I'm 43. I will be 44 this year. So if I think about it, that's crazy. On average, I would have peaked in my earning potential right now when for men, it's 55. So that's 11 more years where men have a potential to keep being promoted and keep gaining more in corporate and us women not. And when we also think about, you know, the children that we've had before and maybe the time that we spend caring for them that also is limiting our corporate revenue potential. Like corporations are really only starting to equalize that. And I don't want to say all of them, but there are some of them, but like the working environment nine to five has not been nice to women for the lack of the better world. Word. So in business, in our own businesses, we have the full agency to create the income potential we want, having no limits, be, you know, create the schedule we want, and so on, right? We have full agency over our decisions. And then we take care of our communities, right? Of our families and so on. So when we gain financial independence and our purchasing power expands, the people around us thrive as well, not just us women, okay? Now, I want to share a fun fact about International Women's Day when I was a child. So some of you know that I was born and raised in Poland and the first, whatever, 11 years, I think, of my life, I spent under communist regime. And... The one thing, actually, at least in Poland, about that, maybe that was somewhat positive, was that women worked, most of women. So, like, the society was looked as, you know, everybody's equal, everybody should be working, and so on. It doesn't mean all women work, but majority of women worked. So, I was raised in a way where... It was normal for my mom or my grandma and so on to work. I had a grandma who was more the on my dad's side who was stay-at-home mom, but they had a little farm. So she was, you know, she was helping my grandpa in the farm and so on. So she wasn't going to work per se, but she still worked on their small farm. Whereas my mom's mom, my, my other grandma, and my mom, they both worked. My mom was a teacher for many, many years. And my other grandma looked and worked in retail and 
I don't know what else, but you know, she was a generation that was born during the war and lived through that and all those things, right? So there was an International Women's Day on March 8th celebrated during communist regime, but it was very communistic, <laughs> I want to say this way. So it was very propaganda-like, right? So for after communist regime collapsed, for some time, people in Poland had some sort of aversion to these type of celebrations because we equated that with the kind of forced celebrations by the regime that was not only for women, but there were other celebrations throughout the year that were very pompous, that were very superficial, there was parades everywhere and so on, but it was like society was kind of forced to it, right? It wasn't, again, we didn't have agency to say, oh yeah, we want to celebrate, that's a great thing to celebrate, right? It was a little bit um, artificial. So it took me some time <laughs> to get out of that mindset and really look at International Women's Day as something to be celebrated and really and really authentically, right? Because at first I thought it was just a communist regime celebration and then I realized, oh no, like it's an actual day celebrated around the world. So that's just fun fact about it. So there was many weird things going on during those parades and and the things like, you know, if you've read some of the books of Orwell's and so on then, or watched any movies from the past about regimes, then you might have an idea how those celebrations happen. But that's not the case anymore. Even in Poland, the communist regime is long gone and people celebrate authentically because they want to, not because they're forced to. Um. And also one thing I wanted to say is that when I think about even my situation and being able, having, being lucky enough to be born at the time where our rights as women, especially in the developed world, in the Western cultures, so Western Europe or North America, are, you know, the furthest they've ever been. And being born, even though I was born in the communist regime, but I was born at the time where it collapsed and I was allowed to travel and I was allowed to immigrate to Canada, like have those opportunities that women before me didn't have, that women maybe in other countries don't have yet. So I feel very lucky and fortunate and always grateful for living in a time and living in the part of the world that still acknowledges the equality of women and fights for it and makes progress, even though sometimes it's slow, even though the work is not complete, even though there's challenges with it, but still I would never want to be living in any other time than now. When I think about what some women had to go through in the 60s and 50s and maybe 70s or in 1800s, I'm grateful to be alive right now and being where I am. So I want to celebrate that. I don't want to, you know, negate or maybe 
how do you say, discount the work that has to be still done. But I also want to celebrate of how far we've come, especially again in Northern America or Europe in, in this aspect. So now the last thing is I want to tell you about two very important women in my life and I want to celebrate them as part of this podcast and so on. And there have been many. You know, they're not the only ones, but of course, the first one is my mom, my biological mom, my real mom, who's been this lead by example person, always quiet, but like a quiet force. My mom is very shy and very timid, very introverted, way more than me. But at the same time, she's gone through a bunch of stuff in her life, and she always kept going. She, with her quiet force, she, again, was a single mom for many, many years and raised us on very low teacher's salary that was barely surviving. Now my dad was contributing, so I don't want to take that away from my dad. But being, you know, a woman, a single woman, at a time when that wasn't as normal as it is now in a very small town full of gossip and dealing with the mental pressure of that and working and raising two little girls I with a bunch of health issues along the years that she had to go through. I can't even imagine how hard it must have been for her and how strong she's been over the years. And... Um, And that's been an inspiration for me. Her resilience, her strength, and just and just determination to keep going. Mom, I love you and thank you for everything you've done for me and my sister. Okay, so I'm joking up a bit. It's getting emotional. Okay, the second woman that I want to celebrate is, um, as I call her, my Canadian mom. So she is my dear friend and has been my mentor for many, many years. She was the woman who, when I came to Canada as a young girl, 27, looking for work that saw in me strength that I didn't see and um, hired me for actually a decently paid entry-level corporate position without so-called Canadian experience, which what I was told when I arrived to Canada would be very hard to find a good job for me without that. And she believed in me and she didn't care that I was a brand new immigrant and that my English wasn't as fluent at the time as it is right now. It was pretty advanced, but not as good. And um, she took time to mentor me and teach me some colloquial English that I didn't know. Like, for example, nuking a coffee. I did not know what that means when I, when I arrived here to Canada or helping me with English grammar because Polish language is very much like French where the sentences are structured almost like opposite to what English is. And if you do speak French or any other language, you 
can understand and appreciate that. So helping me figure that out. And also through her business mentorship, really helping me develop my passion for coaching because she's been an amazing people leader and mentor and she passed on her knowledge and skills to me and allowed me to grow into a very good leader and mentor and therefore fall in love with coaching, mentoring people. And for many other things that personally she's helped me with through difficult times in my personal life when I was going through my divorce, helping me, you know, personally, even when I had my first child, our daughter with my husband, where we had some challenges and without family being close, sometimes it's hard to do last minute things. So even that, you know, um, so I'm forever grateful. I'm never forget that. So, and I want to share those amazing women, um, with you here with the listeners. And of course, there's been many, my friends, my dear sister, my fellow entrepreneurs, my clients. Um, there is so many. And it's funny, the one thing that I want to finish with is just sometimes women are portrayed in media or in whatever, movies, entertainment, as like catty and jealous of each other and so on. But I'm not saying that that's never the case, but actually in my life, throughout my experience, I have not seen that a lot at all, if any. Most of what I've experienced and seen is women really standing up for each other, supporting each other and helping each other. And there is definitely more of that. I truly believe that there is more of that out there in the world to what people want us to believe through maybe media and so on. So let's celebrate our amazing business owners, mothers, partners, our daughters, um, you know, aunts and grandmothers or whomever else I missed throughout this month because Life would not be as beautiful as it is without us. Have a fantastic week. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening today. If this podcast resonated with you, please come back. Also, you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. And if you have a suggestion, question, or a topic you would like me to talk about, let's get in touch via email. Email me at maggie at stairwaytoleadership.com. See you in the next episode.